Welcome back, everyone. Hey, everyone. You are with the fabulous host once again from She Works. How y'all doing today, ladies? Hey, hey, doing good. Hey, y'all. All right. So you guys know where you can always check us out on any place you can hear podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, all those good places. Also, check us out on DiveMedia.co. That's right. You heard it, DiveMedia.co. And if you are enjoying all of our content, please consider um, supporting us through our Patreon page, which you can also find on our website. Again, that's divemedia.co. You know me, I'm your girl, Nita Works. You can follow me on Twitter. Hey, this is Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms. Hey, everybody, this is Meg. You can find me at Meg Cohen on Facebook or Meg underscore 1913 on Instagram. And I promise, guys, we really trying to work with her to make that Instagram a little less 1913-ish, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, we are real women who love to discuss real issues. We thank you guys for always tuning in. Come on in mm -hmm. and have a seat at the table. You all are welcome. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, guys, are, guys and gals, I should say, we're really excited Um and actually sober too, to talk about today's, um, our topic. We actually wanna talk about friendship. We, us ladies, you know, you've heard several of our episodes where we've discussed how many of us have been friends for over two decades. And one of the things that we've been noticing is that we're not sure if people understand what friendship is and how to make friends, how to maintain friendship. So we just wanna bat this topic around a little bit here at the table today. Um, I know for me, I'll go ahead and just kind of throw a question out there and I'll answer it as well. But what does friendship mean to you, ladies? So friendship, this is one of my favorite things in the world, I will say. Um, and I actually, I, so I'll start off by saying this, that I am learning that friendship um, is more than just I know somebody, I met you. And we had a good conversation that one time. And now, like, I kind of had the expectation that people in my life like that were friends. But I've had real friends who have said to me, Meg, baby, they're not your friends. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> they're not your friends, sweetheart. And everybody is not your best friend. And so I really had to learn, you know, what friendship is. And there's definitely a difference between an acquaintance somebody that I am heavily acquainted with and a friend. Um, so friendship to me, it just means you have that person or those people who are your riders. Like they are there unconditionally, no matter what. They are a safe place, a safe space for you. Um, one of one of my besties, because I do have quite a few, I'm still working on, you know, on not having 27 best friends. But <laughs> one of my best friends, um, Erica, I mention her all the time, she gave me a card years ago and it said, um, like, I love you. You're my friend. And she said, you, you're, our friendship is like my favorite pair of jeans. I don't even have to hold my stomach in. Wait a minute. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that, that is great. That pair of jeans or those pair of sweatpants where you don't have to hold your stomach in. That to me is friendship. The people where I don't have to hold my stomach in. I love, I love, I absolutely love that analogy. Love that, right? I do, because it's so true. You can be your authentic self. You, there's no hiding behind, I got to be strong or, you know, <clears throat> I got to do things perfectly. Yeah. Um, I think for me, friendship really, it is a, it is a distinguished, um, let me get my words together. 
Uh It is distinguishable between people who I am friendly with and those who I can call on in times of need or desperation or an emergency. Like those are the people that I would consider like, you know, the friends that I can depend on. And, you know, similar to Meg, I have a lot of acquaintances and I used to all call them friends. And I remember my husband would say, and this is probably after like 15 years of being together, right? We've, we've been together almost 20 some odd years. And so he was like, we, I've known you 15 years and you keep saying this is your, one of your best friends and I ain't never met him. So how much, <laughs> how, how good of a friend could they have really been? Right. And so what I realized I was doing was relying a lot on relationship, like relationship era of the past. Yes. Right. And so like a lot of my college friends, are still good friends. But then when we talk, it's, we talk about the same thing that happened in 1999. Like every time we get together, there's no fresh friendship, you know, notes to kind of pull from. So I think for me, it really means like, who, who am I doing life with? Who is in my corner when I'm down? Who is in my corner when I'm up? Right. Who's celebrating with me, not just holding my hand through trials and and, and tribulations, but who's also celebrating milestones with me and, you know, winning contracts and winning, you know, I don't know, new licensures and things like that. You better speak them contracts and licenses. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Oh, I just love that, Shanita, that you said doing life with me. I think that that is is key. You're my friend. if, If we can if we can say we do life together. Right. And similar to Meg, I just really wanted to highlight two things that each one of you all said. The fresh friendship memories, like I like memories from the past, you know, oh, when we were teenagers, oh, when we were this, oh, when we were that. But if that's all that we have to solidify, I think the foundation of that's going to be not something that can be stood. And I don't really think it's going to withstand, right, Um, you know, fallouts. And I don't want to get into that part of friendship immediately, but thinking that sometimes you and this person that you are doing life with, you all have the bumps and the bruises. And I think fresh friendship memories help to work through those pieces as well. And then Meg, something that you said that I echo like wholeheartedly is the safe places um, component, just somewhere where not just where I can be myself, but like someone who genuinely loves you. I don't know if we use the word love a lot with friendship because we think about love and a lot of times think about romance, but like, I want to love my friends and be loved by them. I want to have a degree of that with them. And so when that love is there, then I think, um, then I think that it's also really good to, um, that's an important element to also have. And then the being able to call on someone, I think when you have a good friendship with an individual, you don't mind when they call you yeah. Um, when they have a need. You ever have that, oh, oh, they only call me when they need something, right? right. And then we yeah. start to have resentment towards people who do that. Right, but right, right. To, mm-hmm. But actually, when we have a good friendship, that doesn't even matter if that person calls you when they need something. And it could be like, need, 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 hang out, need, 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 yeah. what's up, need, need, need. And you're actually okay. You become okay with like the need to hang out or the need to how you doing ratio is probably not, I don't know, equal, right? It's not three yeah. equal parts, but you end up not caring about those things when the relationships are there. Um, because we we all know that we are women of a certain, certain age. age. <laughs> a certain age, you know, we have, <laughs> we have declared that. Um, 
how do you all make friendships as adults? Mm. Oof. Oof. As, my, as my kids would say, as my kids would say, uh, gooch, gooch, <laughs> gooch, gooch. I don't know what oh, that, that what means. they say nowadays? I guess so. No, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what that means. I mean, I think, I think it's, I think as you become an adult, it is, it becomes a little more challenging, I believe, to make friends. Um, I remember having a conversation with a few people and a couple of years ago, and I don't, we got on a similar topic about friendships and like reminiscing about college and just really missing those days. And now everyone's so, you know, spread apart. And you don't get to hang out like you did in college. Like college was right. some of the best time because you had access to your friends 24-7. Like morning, noon, night, breakfast, lunch, dinner, weekends, right. everything. And so now as, you know, we are, um, you know, in a different frame of life, you don't have that kind of access. And you may only talk to your friends like once in a blue moon. But it's like you picked up where you left off. Like there was no, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't called in three weeks or two months. It really doesn't mm -hmm. matter because there's so much history there, so much positive history that, as Akima said, it doesn't have to be, oh, we talk every week for the last five years. It's so balanced. It doesn't, balance at that point becomes a, a different scale. Sure. And I think um, had it not been for this global pandemic that we had been in for the past, you know, 13, 14 months, um, I probably wouldn't have made any new friends, but my neighbor and I have become really good friends. Awesome. Um, like she is my next door neighbor and we sit out on the deck, you know, in our social distance space and she sits on her <laughs> deck and I sit on my deck and we talk across the deck. Right. And we have Love coffee, it. we have tea, we have done things, for our kids watching movies outside, but everyone in a so social distance, safe place, mm -hmm. um, you know, for birthday, she's put up like a little outdoor movie screen and we've like tapped into her little switch Wi-Fi, and we've played. I mean, so we have done things right. like, I'm like, man, she's a really good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> so when I go out to the store and um, she's a little, she's still pretty COVID um, sensitive. Mm -hmm. So she does not travel much. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I'm out, she loves to garden. I'll pick up, you know, I found my favorite plants. I found some elephant ear plants. I know I got some Ooh. for my birthday, but I found some additional ones. So I picked her up some and I left them on her porch and said, hey, happy early birthday. I don't even I thought her birthday was in March or April. It's in June. I was like, well, happy early, early birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, you know, learning how to even even in our forties, you know, learning to mm. be open to I'm make sorry. it. I'm sorry. Everyone on the She Works podcast is not in their forties. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. You'll be there. You'll be there the soon seat. enough. You'll be there yep. soon enough. So I think that for me showed I can still make friendships in my adulthood. I just have to be open to it. You know, I like how you said talking across the deck. And I honestly think that that is that's a new thing, like especially in this pandemic. Yeah. You make friends by talking across the deck these days. We have across the deck friendships and it's so true. Um, but I completely agree. So I'm I consider myself a friendly person and I'm going to get biblical. Is that our word? <laughs> biblical? Yes. Mm -hmm. And get biblical for a second. But, you know, the Bible does say that he who shows himself friendly makes friends. Yes. And so I'm an uber, super friendly person. And so making friends, um, it has, is something that's always come pretty easily for me. But I will say that as an adult, um, I have learned just really friendship has taken on a whole new meaning. And we talked a lot about that being there, being able to let your stomach out, 
you know, it's more than just my hangout partner. My friend is somebody that I can rely on. Um, but it is more challenging as an adult. Um, and I've learned one that as an adult, we are bringing more things to the table. So I am bringing more things from the past that work that were working at one point that don't work friendships that I thought would last that didn't last. And so now I'm coming to the table with all this and I'm having to on purpose relate with somebody, somebody new, somebody that I don't know. And that takes energy. It takes time Mm. and you have to do it on purpose. And that's what I'm learning about friendships. Friendships don't just happen out of osmosis. Like I can meet you and have a great time, but if we don't purposefully keep in contact, if we don't purposefully talk to each other, if I don't purposefully let you see me and you don't let me see you, then we're not going to have a friendship. And so I think that as adults, that energy that it requires to build new friendships, some people just don't have it. Some people don't feel like it. Or, or really, I'm learning, too, that some adults really just don't know how to. Like they've never really mm-hmm. learned how to make friends and what that looks like and what that means. Um, and I think another thing, too, is that it has a lot to do with personalities as well. I have a lot of friends who are extroverts, but I also have a lot of friends who are introverts. And a lot of my introverted friends say that making friends is a challenge. And so I, they've got about two, three solid home people, whether it be girl or boy that they hang out with, that they talk to, and that's about it. But opening their world to new people is a challenge for them, you know, just based on their personality type. So, yeah, it's something you have to do on purpose. You have you have to commit to building a friendship. Um, I agree with that. And I, I don't know if this differs from what you ladies saying or maybe adding to, but I think as an adult, I'm actually a better friend now than I was when I was younger. Um, mm. I think people who knew me when I was younger may attest to that. You were a good friend, but I hear you. Yeah. I, well, I think I've become a better adult friend than I was a child friend. You know, some of those, um, not just selfishness that we have when we're younger and we're just trying to figure out ourselves, but also to some of the, um, I'm going to steal a word from, is it Dr. Cohen now? I just want to make sure I'm addressing you <laughs> Speaking of credentials. Speaking about, <laughs> speaking about licensures. Licensed therapist Cohen. Yes, licensed therapist Cohen. I just want to make sure I represent you correctly in these streets. Uh, um, <laughs> because I've healed from so much, I've yeah. healed from so much trauma that would have otherwise had me very defensive towards friendship and towards people. That's what I mean when I mean I've been a better friend. Doesn't mean that I didn't try, but when you try out a hurt and pain, it's I don't know, it's gonna be a little yeah. faulty, right? Versus when you get a little bit more whole and a little bit more solid, um, I know I'm a better friend now because I'm also a better person now. I'm a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. now. I'm a little bit more um I'm less defensive now. Um I have been very extremely defensive as a human being. And I own that. I mean I'm I i do not say that to just be like, oh woe is me. Like, no, I've been quite defensive in life. Um, but life has also been pretty tough. Um, So, yeah, so I think now as an adult, I've actually been forced to learn how to be a friend. And the other thing I was thinking about, too, as an adult, that's kind of fun. You know, when we're younger, you know, a lot of our friends tend to be like who's in class with us and who we see. So you're in that same kind of age group where like now I have friends who are like mad younger than me, uh, way older than me. And I can like flow between and people who are like peers. Right. So it's kind of like you got your what they say, your Paul, your Barnabas, and your Timothy, all um, represented in your friendships um, mm, as yeah. well. Um, so I think that's something else that's really beautiful. Um, and intentionality, that's real. And I definitely think that that's a key component um, into maintaining friendships. Um, what, 
one thing, two things would you say friendship has helped you to do or to accomplish in this life? What hasn't friendship helped me to accomplish? <laughs> um, I'm going to say that friendship has helped me accomplish um, accepting myself for who, letting my stomach hang out in those comfortable pair of jeans. Um, friendship has taught me um, that there's space for me. You know, when you think of those pair of jeans, those sweatpants that fit, um, there's space for me. Um, I am accepted here. I'm loved. I'm welcomed. My talents are welcomed. My gifts are welcome. My humor is welcome. My personality is welcome. But not only that, but I'm needed as well. I'm needed. I'm wanted. Um, and so friendships have definitely helped me help shape um, just self-esteem and just loving myself for who I am. Because like you said, Akimi, you talked about safe, safe spaces. I have a safe space to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has given me confidence. It's like, it's like a dress rehearsal. So in my friendships, I can be the goofy, funny person that I am. I can give advice. I can do whatever, you know, whatever I bring to the table. Cause everybody has to see the table. I can bring whatever I bring to the table. So when I go out there in the field, I've had such a great dress rehearsal with my homegirls and with my homeboys that I'm confident to go out in the world. Um, because you guys have, you know, boosted me up so much that I believe in myself. That's so beautiful. And I know, Shane, I want to hear what you have to say, but that's just so beautiful, Meg, that we, again, having like that squad, that crew love, you know, to help you to do that. And a lot of times when people see you, they don't even know the level of support because they may not necessarily be able to see this train of people who are behind pushing and prodding and we need to lean back who were there to let you rest on them. So thank you for saying that. Absolutely. I think with um, friends have helped me, one, realize that I actually can trust people. Mm, that's good. I, listen, I <laughs> listen. Really good. Um, yes, that's that's a big one. My, mm-hmm. my, some of my say friends, lie on that for just a say lie. Yeah. Just I couldn't even get anything else out. Um, <laughs> it it just really showed me that in crunch time when it mattered most, when I needed them, I could actually make a call and two and a half hours later over the Bay Bridge, they would be here. Absolutely. And so that's that's one thing. The second thing is, and I'll even go ahead and just put, put my little growth and maturity out here on, on these uh, airwaves. <laughs> my friendship with Meg has actually, it, it has made me a better friend for one reason is that Meg was probably the first friend that I couldn't get away with bullying. <laughs> and I don't mean bullying like I was a mean person. Hear me, no, guys. Like, right, yes. I, no, can be, I, I can be and used to be very, that borderline between assertive and aggressive mm. when it was a thought I had that I wanted you to agree with or something I wanted to do. And because of, the confidence that I exuded, mm-hmm. most of my other friends always backed down. Mm-hmm. They did. I'll be honest. They always be like, well, okay, Shane, if that's what you want to do. But <laughs> Meg, on the other hand, never like took it like that. She was just like, well, that don't really make sense if you do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and so, but it, it, I didn't, you know, as we talk about trauma and past trauma in our lives, you know, you know, I grew up in a um, a pretty 
um, shaky home with, you know, just different things that I saw growing up, you know, mom trying to make it work as a single parent then trying her luck at love again and that not working out. So it was just a lot of instability for a couple of seasons. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, you know, you live in this place one week and then you living over here one week and you staying with somebody else the next week because you're trying to escape, you know, crazy people. Right. And I remember as a child, I was like, I don't ever want to feel like this, like not having control over my life. I was, I remember, you know, waking up in somebody's house and I'm like, oh, I got to get to the bus, but I left my patrol belt at my real house and it was just so much stuff. And so what it caused me to do because of, you know, dealing with things like that as a child, it caused me to be overly controlling as I became a young adult and, you know, college age and even after college, I always wanted to be in control because there was Mm -hmm. times in my life where things that were going on were so beyond my control that when I got to be old enough, I never wanted that to happen. Mm -hmm. And in that controlling comes that slippery slope of dominance, domineering, Mm -hmm. you have to have your way. And that's, that's not good for friendship. And, you know, by God's grace, people stuck around me, (laughs) right. Um, (laughs) To really try to help me see like, it doesn't have to always be your way. It can be two ways to skin a cat or even four ways to skin a cat. And and the first way is not better than the fourth way. It's just different. So I will Mm. say for, like I said, in particular, my friendship with Meg, she helped me to realize it's okay for my friends not to agree with me. Doesn't mean I'm losing control. It just means they have a different opinion. Right. Wow. Oh, no, Meg, go ahead and revel in that. I'm going to respond to her in a second. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for saying that. You know, it is so interesting. So we're not going to do this back and forth because we're going to start crying. We're not going to do it today. But um, that is so crazy because I have a thousand questions constantly. And if I don't understand something, I am going to ask a question. If something doesn't make sense, yes, she I'm going to put it out there. She will I'm going to put it question. out there. <laughs> and so that was a part of my personality. And so, you know, if Shanita would present an idea and I didn't understand it, I would be like, well, wait a minute. Shanita taught me sign language, but that's how I first started learning sign language. And I would be like, wait a minute, your is U-O-R apostrophe R-E, like it, like, like you are. And then your U-O-Y-R means like it belongs to you. Why are we doing the same sign? And she would be like, Meg, (laughs) Meg. And so anyway, so that's just the type of person I was. I questioned everything. And so if, if I didn't get it, I questioned Shanita. But it definitely it definitely helped both of us to grow. I will say that I'll put that out on the podcast because <laughs> we adopted a term called top surface. Top surface. And I have to to this day, almost 23 years <laughs> later, have to still top surface my own self because I will keep going and going and going and going. But yes, so I have equally grown in this friendship. I just want to put that out Amen. in the airway as well. <laughs> so thank you for that. <laughs> Um, My response to what you had said there, Shanita, was going to be around the challenging part. That is so contrary to like conversation you hear nowadays. It's like if everybody don't agree with everybody, then something's wrong with you. And there is like you don't really hear a lot of challenging in relationships. And I'm just kind of like, what is that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's not like that. Yes, man thing. But it's an assimilation. One 
we don't grow. Like, so both you ladies just talk about how much you grew from just asking questions and like, I got to be okay with questions being asked of me. So there was growth there. But then also like my uniqueness is going to get dumbed down if we just see eye to eye on every mm-hmm. single matter. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's foolish. And I, one of the beautiful things in friendship is the diversity and the variety that's created and learning to love and accept the person for who they are. And that we might not see eye to eye on every, um, every matter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that um, I know we were talking about just like kind of before we got on air, was just like kind of cultivating healthy relationships. But what are, Meg, you talk about, we have to be intentional, but just for each one of us, like, what is that intentionality? Like, what is the meat on the bones for that? I think, so I think one of the first things um, with being intentional is, and so I'm going to, I'm going to speak for people who may be hesitant when it comes to developing friendships or who may not have a lot of friendships and want more friendships. I think that people have to deal with whatever's behind that. Like there's something behind that. I've talked to a lot of people and, and often it's fear you know, you know, people are shy. They're just kind of afraid because being in a friendship at some point is going to require you to come out of your shell. It's going to require you to come out of your box. And in order to come like me coming out of my box means now you're going to see me. And so you're going to see this facade that I put on for, you know, a period of time. But if we get closer, you're going to see the real me. You're going to see that I actually don't agree with your political platform. You're going to hey. see that <laughs> now, 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 it's a whole nother podcast, it's a whole nother so, show. Yes. You're going to see that I had issues with my mom growing up as a child. And so I had issues relating to other women or, you know, whatever, or the friends that I've had in my life have turned their back on me so much. And your personality reminds me of it. Like all of that stuff is going to start coming out. Um, So I think we we'll really want friendship they're, they're going to have to first intentionally assess themselves or, or see what level of friendship they're ready for. Um, I have a really good friend and I won't call her name out, but I have a really good friend. Um, we were all, we were friends in a group and she, she's like, listen, I've got friends that are girls and all that, but I don't do this girl. Like, I don't do this like that. Like, hey, sis, hey, sis. Hey, sis. (laughs) Hey, girl. Hey, boo. You know, I'll give it a shot, but this is not my stilo. I've got you know, a couple, like one, two, three close girlfriends, and that's the end of that. And so after some time, you know, having all these close girlfriends, she said to me, I, I, I can't do this. This is too much. And to my, I'm going to, she was honest. She was like, I can't be friends with the group number with y'all. Like, I love them, <laughs> but I just <laughs> can't do it. It's too much for me. And she, you know, she was honest. She was like, bec- and because seeing, I don't know if if they're going to accept the real me that they see. And so I would rather, I, I know that I'm going to run if they start seeing the real me and, and we have to deal with that, I'm going to run. So I'd rather just keep my small little group and and just be friends with those. And you included in that, Meg. If you if you want to be in that, that's fine. I just can't. Do. At least at least at least that gave you the option to release the friendship. I mean, exactly. you know. <laughs> right, right. And she was like, I mean, you can we can still talk. I love you, but you know, I just I can't do it. And so I think that that's one of the places that we need to start. We need to intentionally know who we are. We need to know how we are. We need to know what types of friendship we really want. 
because if you're looking for that ride or die, the person that's going to get in the car and drive two and a half hours, the person who's going to be there for you, the person who is going to listen to you, you call them five out of seven days a week and talk for four hours about your problem. She's on a call right now. <laughs> and you, you've got to know if you're going to have those type of friendships, that requires work. And so I think you got to start with knowing what you want and where you are, and who you are first. Anybody who just listened to Meg, those are billable hours. So we'll let you know at the end of today's podcast where you can uh, submit said payment. Y'all can take a picture of your insurance card and post it. Yes. And we'll, we'll go ahead and take care of that billing for you. I'm sitting up here in the corner like, mm. I had to sit back in my, y'all can't see us, but I had to sit back in my chair like, mm. No, those things that, you know, Meg, you shared were so vital. Um, you know, you have to, you reap what you sow. You know, the yes. scripture that, you know, I forget which one of you mentioned that, you know, he who wants friends. Well, first, you got to show yourself friendly. You can't have friends if you mean and nasty and you won't let <laughs> nobody in. That's not how it works. Yes. So if you're, you know, um, for those who di who don't know, you know, Meg shared this morning at a women's roundtable on a topic of mental health. And I think we might have to do a part two of Jesus in therapy. I saw that title come yes. up and I started, I said, but this is not my platform. So let me not even pump. She works Jesus in therapy episode part one. Um, but you have to really make sure that you are in a place that you are willing to lay your life down for a friend. So in turn, when you need someone to lay their life down for you, it's, mm -hmm. it's no thing, but a chicken wing yes. because you have put in the work, you know, you have put in the work, you know, one of Meg's challenging times, I was there for her. I mean, I was a stay at home mom. I had nothing going on. No, she works, no, she oils, no, she schools, yeah. nothing. All I had was, knew I needed she, uh, <laughs> all I had was time and babies. And we would, we literally would talk on the phone every day, five days a week. Uh, my husband was at work. I had nothing. The babies were sleeping and eating. That's all they were doing. Yeah. And we just spent hours talking through some of things that were very traumatic. Yeah. You know, some things that just are unexplainable. But that was time. Now, the Lord knows. It was at that time that I had the time. I don't have that kind of time now, so <laughs> I can't handle no friends who were in that boat at this at this juncture, right? But, you know, there was a time where my father passed away, I had a new baby, then my stepfather passed away, and mm. this woman was up and down that bridge for every single one of those events. And those are the things that you look back and you say, I got some really great freaking friends okay yeah. I, really, <laughs> I really do i'm not gonna have an F fcc uh broadcasting i mean billing me for misuse of words but i i said i have amazing friends and then i'm reminded but i but i know not in a conceited way but i know that i have put that out there in those Absolutely. close friendships as well so it's almost like yeah i expect support when i need it because i'm right. always willing to give it and so when you talk about cultivating and, and intentionality, that's that's what that means for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I, just sidebar with what you said, Shanita, I was talking to my mom um, just today and I was telling her, you have those friends that you do stuff for even when you're tired and they do the same for you. You know, you're a friend, you know, you have a friend if she or he is exhausted but he or she, she does it anyway or doesn't want to and does it anyway. That is a true friend. But like you said, Shanita, you have to, 
you reap what you sow. Like I've yeah. got to give that as well in order to receive that. And if, and if I'm not willing to give of myself, then I'm I'm probably going to receive the same level of friendship that I'm willing to give. Right. So it's it's going to go Oof. just as deep as I go, or just as shallow. Or just or just yep. so if you're shallow for those listening, you're shallow with friendships and you don't feel like you have people that you can turn to. You might want to kind of take a look in the mirror of how how good of a friend are you to people? Now, if you're doing all the things that, you know, we're mentioning and you're saying you're a great friend and these people aren't doing it in return and we have to have to get some new friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, that's something else. That's right. something else. <laughs> And, and that's also real talk. Um, and that's actually really good that you all both are saying that because I think the biggest thing with that I'd pull out is, you know, my train of thought just slipped me. That's all right. We're your friends. We'll, we'll pull you through. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> I was I was really thinking about like you know reaping what we're so reaping what you sow is really the part that I wanted to highlight and Meg thank you so much for that. Yes. Uh, Meg is a comedian on the yes, side on the is. side side hustle. After she's doing um, her therapy, she's doing stand up comedy exactly. uh, comedy, <laughs> and right. she probably is going to is fusing the two together to make you want to open up. But no a therapy what you comedy sow, club. I, mm-hmm. Oh ooh. ooh put a pen in that put a, a therapy comedy club. Um, but like you ever hear people say like, you know, put in the work or do the work, like do the work, you know, so that you can accomplish this thing. And I'm like, well, what is that work? You know, and I'm, we're literally giving tangible tools. And mm-hmm. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll um, shine my millennial light since I am technically a millennial, um, probably the only millennial on the She Works crew. But like shoot your friendship shot was something I was thinking about as you all were oh, talking yeah, like shoot your shot. Like, you know, we say that a lot of times when it's romantic. I've been using a lot of romantic innuendo because it's like, well, we do th- do it with a friend. It's like, well, how am I going to know if they're going to be a good friend? And we overanalyze things in the same way you could miss out on a romantic opportunity. You can miss out on a job opportunity. You could miss out on a contract if you don't apply. I'm like, sh- shoot your friend's shot. You know what I mean? I've actually done that a few times. And I have some people who maybe when they listen to this, they're like, oh yeah, I remember she shot her shot with me or vice versa. And now you find yourself with these friends. And so, no, it's not as easy as adults. And, but we can't get through life without friends. And so it's like, if you weren't someone like, it's like, oh, I've been shallow. You could overanalyze how shallow you've been or just like stop and go a little bit deeper. But in order to be there, you're going to have to test it out. And it may like pan out for you. It may not pan out for you. I mean, you never really know unless you try a thing. So I think that was the um, the thing that I, was big for me, like reap what you sow. If you've been sowing sparingly, then go ahead and just sow a little bit deeper here. Um, does anybody, I know you guys have been kind of padding back and forth um, to your your friendship but um have you ever had a friend talk you off of the ledge and that ledge doesn't have to be a literal ledge a literal <laughs> ledge oh unless it's been a literal ledge and i have talked people off literal ledges before because some of the friendships that I, some of my deeper friendships i've had to do this for but um yeah have you ever talked someone off the ledge I, just about every week i think maybe <laughs> i think i'm talking someone <laughs> off the ledge um pretty frequently but um and i'm sure there are times where people have probably had to talk me off of a ledge of, while i can't pinpoint it cuz you know i i have really worked hard to master managing my emotions 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because you know that that saying, "Oh, women are so emotional," and like I've really worked hard not to be that over emotional, you know, and probably worked a little too hard. So it's all on the other ends. So I need to, you know, work <laughs> to bring it back into the middle into balance. Um, but I know that there there are ledges of frustration, ledges of anxiety. You know, there are more mm-hmm. ledges than just you know, like the more serious ones that you know we were alluding to right. earlier. Um, but, you know, I really try to keep my emotions in check as far as like checking in with the Lord when I am disappointed, when I am let down, when I am like I really do. And I think we mentioned this before in an episode because I just didn't feel for a long time. I didn't feel there were very many people who could help burden like carry my burdens with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I I train myself to not have yeah. to go to my friends with burdens. Although mm-hmm. 2020 was a very different Shanita. Yeah. Meg and another friend of mine would get a text just about every week <laughs> <laughs> of, yeah. you know, like I am so over this process, you know, this pandemic, this house, this searching, like, it is just driving me bananas, like just being in a house all day with, you know, kids on Zoom all day. Husband won't use his cubicle voice. You know, we all in here trying to work. I mean, it was just so much. Listen, 2020 itself was a ledge. 2020 itself was a ledge. So, um, but I think it has definitely been vital when I've had those moments of, you know, losing a, a parent, a step parent you know, bringing another child in, trying to manage life with mm-hmm. children. I remember when I had my um, second child, my son, I was so swept up in, in motherhood that, you know, I stopped taking care of myself. My hair was a mess. I didn't wear nothing but sweatpants, <laughs> breast milk stained T-shirts. I mean, it was it Love was it. bad. It was, I mean, not bad, but it was just like, yeah, you know, now I've never been a glitzy glam, you know, like Princess Akima. Right? I've always just kind of been <laughs> chill, right? <clears throat> but a couple of friends of mine came over and was like, "We are not going to let you let yourself go." One of them was like rolling, roller setting my hair, and mm. put brought a uh, you know portable hair dryer. One was giving me a pedicure in my li- in my dining room slash kitchen slash school room. <laughs> Because my, my first house was pretty small, right? So, but that's the kind of, you know, talking me off that I just had kids. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm so wrapped up in feeding, sleep, wake, nap, diapers that I don't even know what I look like or what I'm supposed to look like. Or why, what is this white crust on my feet? How did that get there? Like, help me. So, yes, I have had friends that have come in to pick me up when things, you know, have gotten tough. So that, that would be my ledge. Mm, yes. And, you know, you said something so key, Shanita, I think, I think that we have to trust that the friends we have chosen, because, you know, friends, you have to choose your friends. The friends we have chosen have the capability of talking us off our ledge and being, and, and that, that's a lot. That's because the, this ledge here, this is a big deal. And so to allow you space you know, to allow your voice, to allow your opinion in. I'm on the ledge, so I'm either going to be on this ledge or off of it. So you have a big responsibility if you're my (laughs) friend, right? Like, that's a big deal. And so if I'm allowing you space, um, you know, while I'm on this ledge, that says a lot. (laughs) And um, we have to be able to 
to trust the fact that the people we've led in our lives can do so. That's true. Um, and then sometimes I have I have talked people off the ledge, and then then sometimes I go and I just stand on the ledge with them, like oh, I, you know, That's real. I, honestly, That's I don't real. have a word, you know. And I've had friends right on this call who have stood on the ledge with me. They may not know what to say. They brought some egg for young figuratively or literally <laughs> and stood on that ledge with me. And then just, we just, we were just there. Just there together. And just there. We're just going to sit down on this ledge together until we're ready to turn around and walk back. Um, and so I do have people, you know, in my life that do that. Like I said, two of you guys are right here on this phone. Uh, oh, what are we on? This Zoom. <laughs> so, on Zoom. This podcast. What are we on? We're in 2021, and I'm going to thank God just for that alone. Figure <laughs> <laughs> out phone or Zoom. <laughs> and I don't, whatever we on. I, you all are here. And so I definitely, there's too many people to be able to call out, but either talked me off the ledge or when I was going over the proverbial ledge, not in a like severe kind of way, but right. like a, I just, I have become unglued. I don't know what to think. I'm completely confused. I'm completely sad. I'm worried. I'm overanalyzing this situation, whatever it is. And I've had some friends that I've looked up and some ropes have come over the side of that ledge. <laughs> and I have been able to grab them, tie a knot at the end and just hang there until they pulled me back up mm. to emotional and mental safety. So you need somebody who who can either get on that ledge with you, talk you back, or throw a rope over if you go over. That's good. That's really good, Meg. I think for me, and I'll be a little um, real quick here, I've actually talked people from the ledge. I've had friends that I've had to, who have contemplated, and I don't, I'm going to go low to come back high, because I know, oh, friendship, we think about the, you know, running to the store and trying on the, you know, the, the sweatpants, right? Not the mm -hmm. jeans, but the sweatpants. Yes. But I've actually had friends who I've had to avoid taking their lives. I've had friends I've had to talk out of not leaving their husbands and you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Uh, leaving their wives. I mean, I have that on both sides, you know, where I've been that voice um, when they've been on those various ledges. And I'm just grateful listening to you talk right there, Meg, about how you're saying being open to knowing that your friends have what you need, mm -hmm. but like that God has like given you the words to be able to speak to these people that you've chosen to do life with. Like that's yeah. just Man, it actually makes you, it takes some of the responsibility because you're like, okay, all right. They got it. I want to be their friend, but right. this is a lot, you know, so <laughs> what, what do we do? But to know that like those things are also being deposited so that you can continue to be a blessing and be an encouragement. Um, as we're wrapping up today's show, I just want to, um, one last question for everyone is what advice um, do you have for people who are struggling to make friends? Well, I think I probably didn't shot my shot um, when I said, <laughs> you know, those that want friends, you need to be friendly. Yeah. Right. You can't be isolated and um, build walls. Right. We talked about that right. this morning. Meg oh, brought did, that out yeah. there. You know, we've we're more aware of our mental health and spaces. So we are trying to build or set boundaries and build boundaries, but we end up building walls. Mm -hmm. And so if you're a person who has built up walls and you didn't build a whole moat and alligators are in there and can't nobody <laughs> get to you, guess what? You can't get out either. That's it. That's it. It goes both ways. So I think that would be my advice. If you want to, you know, have people to lean on that are trustworthy and dependable and are there, 
then you have to be willing to to be a safe space for them yeah. and lay your life down for them and help cultivate that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think everything Shanita just said, completely agree with. Um, I also think that I do think that there are going to be moments or seasons where, you know, you have people that want friends and God will just set it up and send friends your way. And you look up and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I met this girl at a birthday, but whatever. And we became friends. So I do think that there are going to be moments like that. But then there also could be times in your life where you have to purposefully put yourself out there. And so, I mean, I know technically we're in this virtual world now. Um, But sometimes you just have to show up. You might have to join a small group or, you know, Mm -hmm. go to a a fellowship thing or whatever. Sometimes you're going to have to physically show up. And Akeem, I love what you said, like not being afraid to shoot your shot. I will say this, that in friendships, not one person on this earth is perfect. Nobody is going to be the perfect friend. And so even if you've been hurt in the past, if you are afraid to let people see who you are or whatever all that is, there's going to be a time where even your friends are going to hurt, get on your nerves. They may say something you don't like. You may have wanted them to be there for you in a moment where they weren't. I mean, 99 other times they were there, but there might be that one time out of a hundred that they, they, they just weren't there physically, but they called you after whatever people are going to make mistakes. Don't be afraid of that because even as a friend, if you struggle making friends, in your friendships, you're going to make mistakes too. And that's okay. Right. You know, it's all about loving each other um, and knowing the heart of a person. So don't let um, getting hurt cause you to be afraid of making friends because we can pretty much bank on imperfections and that's okay. But when you have true love in a true friendship, it covers all of that stuff and half that stuff you forget about anyway, you end up laughing about it later on a podcast. Like we did. <laughs> I'm like, on that note, you might as well pass the bucket, the, the virtual bucket, I mean, cash app or something. I'm just saying, this girl been spitting out wisdom all day, guys, all day. Mm-hmm. Super awesome, Meg. I, my advice for people who are struggling to make friends, as, as I've said, I've been that person. Um, I don't feel like I'm that person anymore, but I've been her. I would say don't be jealous of how other people's friendships are playing out. Um, so it's like, you know, like, oh, we've been friends for 50 years and you got a friendship that's like two years deep. Then you love on your two year deep <laughs> friendship. Right. That's it. Um, but let it be the experience. And I actually want to give kudos to the mystery friend that Meg brought up earlier, um, who had to pull away from the group because she recognized what she had need of. Mm-hmm. Part of my advice is like cultivating an intimate friendship and then if if things grow bigger and become bigger with more people then that's great but I think that there's something beautiful in getting to know a person and then maybe get to know more people and that can grow but I actually Mm -hmm. thought that that was actually pretty awesome that she recognized that I can't cultivate the kind of friendships that I want in this environment so I'm going to do what I need to do as I still try to cultivate friendships I thought that that was just a powerful thing so I'm going to echo and kudos Mm -hmm. to that individual yes well, you guys have, I mean, this has been a, a great topic, you know, sobering, but, you know, I know we normally come in with tons of energy and we be in here, you know, dancing on the walls and whatnot. But, you know, it's it's 2021 has already shown itself to be, you know, another year full of struggles and challenges. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if you have friends that are going through things, just make sure you call in, check in on them, be yeah. there for them, whatever you can do, you know, and it's not always financial, you know, if it's just a listening ear or even, you know, in this, in this multi-text world, it's like, Hey, just think about you praying for you. How's it going? Mm-hmm. You know, just being available. So 
I know we, um, you know, ending, ending on a, on a high note, right. <laughs> you know, just, you know, we're very thankful for, you know, the friendships that, that we have been able to cultivate, meaning the host on this podcast. We're missing our other co-host Danita, who's taking care of some home things today. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that we've been able to cultivate, um, relationships. And I know, you know, for the, those who may be new listeners, you guys know, uh, Princess Akeem and I are actually family related because I married her brother. So yeah. sometimes when you have in-laws, you just be like, that's just an in-law. But Akeem is one of my best friends. Like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of in-laws that can say that because we spent time cultivating a relationship. You know, in the beginning, when, when we first met, I was like, oh, that's just my my boyfriend, little sister. She just trying, <laughs> you know, hang up. But she actually became a really good friend. And, and one of those people that, you know, I talk, talked about being able to put weight on and lean on. So mm-hmm. on that note, guys, love on your friends, hug on your friends, show yourself friendly. And hey, if you got somebody you want to be friends with, shoot your shot, guys. That's it. That's <laughs> shoot it. your shot. <laughs> Until next time, we will see you. Um, peace.